Good afternoon, y'all. That was a killer gospel. <laughs> I had no idea what the names were. I was just pretending and saying them with confidence to make you think I really knew what I was talking about. <clears throat> the genealogy of Jesus is a tough one. Um, but it's really cool. I love how there's so much detail. Usually only kings had genealogies done for them in the Old Testament. So that gives us a little idea, first of all, that there's an understanding of, of, of an image of Christ as king. And they're making sure that his lineage uh, is the correct descendants. But I love how it's 14 generations, 14 generations, and 14 generations. It, it, to me, it's just there might be more significance to it, but I love how God pays attention to the details. Right? He's a very detail-oriented God. And so whenever you look at Jesus' genealogy, it's not filled with a bunch of saints. <laughs> a lot of them were some pretty bad people. Um, and it's particularly interesting that they list women. Four women are listed in the genealogy, which is not like them to have done that. It's usually just the men, because that's where the lineage comes from. And the four women that are mentioned aren't the most reputable of women. <laughs> one was a prostitute, one was an adulteress, and one, King David's wife, they don't even say her name. She was the wife of Uriah reminding us that Bathsheba was actually the wife of David who was caught in adultery, got pregnant, and then David had her husband killed, right? So we see Jesus' genealogy is filled with a lot of really serious mess. <laughs> but yet God still chose to come through that genealogy because he's going to redeem all of that mess. See, he's the Lord of history. And he can, as they say, he can write with our crooked lines. He's not bound by our mess to be able to act and move in history. And so Jesus comes to us through this really, really messy genealogy, many of which we can also look at our own history, and we all have similar uh, cousins, aunts, uncles. I know I do. <laughs> you know, um, that is all mixed up in our blood. What's particularly interesting, though, is that it's a king's genealogy. And Dr. Petrie talks about this in magnificent ways, right, is that it's the king's genealogy. And so in that genealogy, the Davidic king, the Jesus, the Messiah, had to come through David's lineage, because that was the promise that God gave to David, of your lineage will be an eternal kingship. So that's where the Messiah was going to come. And so it's beautiful that they mention in there St. Joseph, right? St. Joseph was actually the hidden king, like Dr. Petrie would speak about. He really was the one that should have assumed the throne and not King Herod. It should have been Joseph. So Joseph is king of the house of Nazareth and Mary is queen. Jesus is prince of peace. Who, whenever Joseph is assumed into heaven, as Joseph leaves this earth, Jesus becomes the rightful king and Mary becomes queen mother as we see happening in the Old Testament. And so that's why I want to turn your attention to this beautiful, beautiful image. My gosh, we're going to talk about it more this weekend. Whenever we unveil, y'all get a sneak peek. We unveil this weekend and bless uh, this image of the, the glorious St. Joseph, um, as seen in the apparition of Our Lady of America with Sister Mary Ephraim. In the image, we see Joseph as king. To his left and his right are the two angels holding his crown and his scepter as king. Right? Glorious St. Joseph, and his heart is exposed. Y'all, this is, number one, unoriginal. There's never been a painting like this done in all of history. <laughs> it's an original done by a girl in where? Covington? She lives in Covington. 
Blair Piras. She lives in Covington, and she painted this. And, uh, and he will be enthroned here in St. Thomas. So, um, so anyway, back to his heart. So Joseph, whenever he appeared to Sister Mary Ephraim, he showed his heart to her. And we've never seen Joseph's heart, but it's his heart. He said it has lilies coming out the top of it uh, for his purity and chastity, and it's laid upon the cross. Right? He said because the, the passion of Jesus and Mary was revealed to him, and so it was always before him. And the suffering he encountered within his heart, knowing that they would go through this without him, was a tremendous suffering that was necessary so, Joe, so Jesus and Mary would be able to go through what they went through. So he is the patroness of the church um, and the king of, uh, of that beautiful home of Nazareth. So the rightful king to the throne of David is given then to his son Jesus. Right, And so this is what's really good news. Whenever Jesus comes to us, he says to us that we have become adopted sons and daughters in the Father, right? That, that's incredible. So this means that this family lineage, this what we read today, the genealogy, is our genealogy. Because in Christ Jesus, he is the Lord of history, so he impacts the past and the present and the future. He is the Lord of all things, and so his genealogy, his blood, connects us. So we become sons of the Father. Beloved daughters of the Heavenly Father. And Jesus even says to us in Scripture, He said, you have inherited a kingdom. Whenever you and I die, because we become sons and daughters of the Most High God, our inheritance is the kingdom. Your royalty, right? Your royalty because of Jesus. And so let us today live in that dignity, right? Right? Knowing that you're a prince, you're a princess, you have a kingdom that you will inherit. And so what are the things that, that we would do? Well, it's the acts of mercy, spiritual and corporal works of mercy. That's how we are known. The scriptures say that how do they know that the Christians were Christians in the Acts of the Apostles? It says, look at them, how they serve and they love one another. Right? That's what sons and daughters do. That's the, the dignity that we live with is that it's, we're known by the way we serve and the way that we love. i never forget whenever I was in high school, I'd go out on weekends in the big metropolis of Benton, Louisiana, with two red lights, um, and we would make blocks. That's all we would do is we would make blocks, and we'd end up in Dairy Queen's parking lot. Um, but I'll never forget, almost every weekend, my dad would look at me, and he would go, Son, remember your last name. And I never quite understood it till later, but I got it. My actions would reflect him, right? And so let us remember our lineage, our actions. What they see in us is what they're going to see in Christians. What they see in us is what they're going to see in the church, right? So let us live those beatitudes. Let us live those corporal and spiritual works of mercy so that whenever people see us, they can go, oh, there's a daughter of the Heavenly Father. There's a son of the Heavenly Father because of the way that he loves those that he meets.